Numbers chapter 6. We'll begin reading in verse 22. Numbers chapter 6, begin reading in verse 22. Aren't you thankful the Lord blesses us? Amen. Sometimes we throw that word out so much that we really take it for granted what it means to be blessed. I think we do. We use it so often, it's, it's almost a, a byword, if you will. And we use it on social media. We use it when we greet people. How you doing, buddy? I'm blessed. But do we really have an aspect? Do we really understand what it means to be blessed? Verse 22, Numbers chapter 6. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto Aaron and unto his sons, saying, On this wise ye shall bless the children of Israel, saying unto them, The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. And they shall put my name upon the children of Israel and I will bless them. When we study the word of God and when we study God and his attributes, we have to come up to this realization. What his motive and his intent is for his children. And I think it's this. He wants to bless you. God wants to bless you. And he wants you to be blessed. Now you say, well, you said the same thing. I actually didn't. He wants to bless you and he wants you to be blessed. Now that seems to be obvious. And that seems to be something that we take for granted. But you understand that what it means to be blessed by God is when he blesses us. He wants us to be blessed so we can show others his glory. When he does something good for you, he wants you to portray that so that others can see what you have and that it came from the hand of God. Because you do realize every good gift and every perfect gift cometh from the Father above. Anything that you have, anything that you receive, yes, you may have worked for it, and yes, your employer may have given you a check, but God has given you the power to do so. God has blessed you. God has given you everything. Without him, we are able to live and move and have our being. Without him, we are nothing. We have to understand that. And, and so when he blesses us, it gives more glory to him. And, and I, I hope you understand this tonight. God wants us to be healthy, happy, and holy all at the same time. He wants us to be happy, healthy, and holy. He wants us to enjoy him. He does. He doesn't want us to portray our Christianity as something that is negative. Our Sunday school teacher, Tim Buckle, has been doing a tremendous job. He always does, but here lately it's just been wonderful. And last week we talked about things of, of our life that we need to put off. And then there was some things today that we learned what to put on. And everything we needed to put off was about anger and malice and, and, and unforgiveness. And today we learned about kindness and joy and, and, and putting on being forbearing and long-suffering and forgiving. Listen, being a child of God, you should be the happiest people in all the world. 
there's nothing worse, and I'm, I might be just getting a little bit fleshy right here, but there's nothing worse than seeing a Christian that is negative all the time. It, it, can I have a little bit of righteous indignation that shows up? As a pastor, there's nothing worse than hearing somebody complaining all the time when God has been so good to you. Amen? Am I, am I preaching tonight? I am, yeah. He doesn't want us to portray our Christianity neg negatively. He wants us to be blessed so we can show others, hey, if that's what it means to be a Christian, I want some of that. He wants us to enjoy life. He wants us to enjoy being a child of God. And yes, even though he's holy and even though he does have standards, listen, standards aren't meant and holiness isn't a way of life for us to live in negativity and being angry and mean all the time. Living with standards and holiness should cause us to live a happy life. Because when we do those things, then God blesses us. Well, some of y'all liking this, some of y'all are. But I want you to be blessed. As a pastor, I want to be blessed. And I want my congregation and our congregation to be blessed. But listen, it, there's, nothing, there's nothing that frustrates me and maybe others more than, than this. Some of the, and, and please, I hope I, hope I don't offend anybody. I don't mean to. But some of the meanest people I've ever met on the face of this earth claim to be child of God. And they claim to live a holy life so holy they don't even go to the park and enjoy the birds and the flowers. And they're the meanest, most ungrateful people I've ever met. You talk to a waitress and you talk to a server and they're going to tell you they hate to work on Sunday. And whether you go or not on a restaurant on Sunday is your business. But listen, if you're going to do it, please act like a child of God. There's nothing that paints a worse picture on the church than being negative, than being mean, and being angry. And for God's sakes, tip your server. Throw that in there. That wasn't in the notes, but it's still good. Amen. Still says do unto others that they would do unto you. But anyway, I'll move on. This ain't the message, but that's still good preaching. But when God established the world, when he established this universe, he started this world in a blessed situation. Adam and Eve were in the Garden of Eden in a blessed state. And at the very end of the book in Revelation 22, he tells his people, I want you to be blessed. So from Genesis to Revelation, he wants us to be blessed. When Jesus was building his kingdom and when he was talking to his disciples in Matthew 5, 6, and 7, guess what he gave them? The Beatitudes. And how did all that, how did he set up his kingdom? The first word of every Beatitude is blessed. He wants us to be blessed. But see, what happens is, and why you're not shouting, is because some of you think blessing is, the thermometer of being blessed is how much stuff you got. Just because you got a lot of stuff don't mean you're blessed. It just means you're a hoarder. Yeah. Because if, that what it, if that's what it means to be blessed, then the person that don't have a lot would say, well, God must not have blessed me because I don't have what they have. 
So you can't look at other people's possessions and blessings do not correlate with one another. Yes, God gives those to us and he blesses us with those things, but he can take them all away tomorrow. And guess what? I'm still blessed. Why? Because I still have him. Hallelujah. When our affection, when the object of our blessing is the blesser, then he'll bless us even more. So the blessing, the blessings from God are, are really defined here in in Numbers chapter six in the verses that I read to you. But before we understand that, we have to understand how he decided to even bless his people. Now the book of Numbers, just a little background here. Does anybody, I know some of you may know why it's called Numbers, but some of you may not know why it's called Numbers. Numbers are important to God. And Numbers should be important to us. So numbers basically was God's way of organizing a million people. They just come out of bondage. They're slaves. And he's trying to unify over a million people. So he takes a census. That's where the numbers come from. And he takes two of them. Did you know that? He took two. The senses were this. They're, they're found in chapters 1 through, uh, through 6, verse 21. That's, that's where these censuses come in. Is that the plural census? Sensei, censuses? Anyway. <laughs> so he takes these multiple census. <laughs> and, and here's what he does. First of all, he numbers the men that are able to fight in war. Secondly, he takes another census to divide out all the land to each tribe. And in the midst of all that, he designates the Levites to be over the tabernacle. That's why he does it. And it was God's way of bringing order to a chaotic situation. So Genesis 1 through Genesis 6, 21 And in chapter 6, he develops the Nazarite vow. He develops standards of holiness. But basically, the summation is this. He puts everything in order. Chapter 1 through 6, verse 21. Then, in verse 22, through the end of our chapter, he blesses them. So what does that tell us? God won't start his blessings until we are in order. He will not bless spiritual chaos, but he will bless divine order. That's somebody ought to tweet that out. That's good. He will not bless spiritual chaos, but he will bless divine order. And so he's putting all this in order. And after that, he pronounces this blessing Upon his children. And we read it to you. Verses 24 through 27 is the blessing. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. And they shall put my name upon the children of Israel and I will bless them. So what he's showing us in this blessing. The blessings of God are defined in these verses. First of all notice this. God will use people to bless you. You notice the blessing didn't come from, it came from God's hand, of course. But the blessing was actually going to come through Moses and Aaron. 
You say it did? Yeah, look. Speak unto, speak unto Moses. Speak unto Aaron and his sons, saying, On this wise ye shall bless the children of Israel, saying unto them. So Aaron was responsible for pronouncing the blessing over God's people. I know that every good gift and every perfect gift cometh from God, but do you understand? God will use people to be a blessing to you. And I say that to say this, never neglect people. Never push people aside and never, uh, never disdain people. Never assume this or that about people because that next person could be the very one that'll be the, used by the hand of God to be a blessing to you. And I'm, again, well, we're so carnally minded that we are, we're thinking that's financially, that's profitable. You know, if we bless people, then other people will bless us. No, I'm not saying that at all. The blessings of God come in multiple different facets, but God will use people to do so. Sometimes a blessing will come by someone getting up over here and going over there and giving them a hug because they need a hug. Listen, you cannot look down upon people. You cannot just stick around with your own 10 or 15 and expect to receive blessings from God. God may use somebody you never thought about to be a blessing to you. It's good preaching. You never know who God will use to bless you. God will use you not only to bring glory to him, but God will also use you to be a blessing to others. It is, it is so true. It's more blessed to give than receive. And if you've ever, if you're a giver, you understand what I mean. Have you ever noticed this? The people that seemingly are always in need of something never give. I'm just thinking out loud. Never send a card. Never phone call anybody. Never make food for the funeral dinners. Never do this. Never do that to be a blessing to somebody else. But yet whenever they're in need, they want everyone to jump. That's not God's math. That's not God's arithmetic for blessing. No, what? We don't give of ourselves, and we don't, we, we, we don't give of our money. We don't give of our time. We don't give of our treasure. We don't, we don't give of those things to receive, but that's just the way it works. That's just the way it happens. But I'm thankful. I'm thankful that when, if you put in your time, if you put in your treasure, when, when, you're need, when you need something, I guarantee God will have someone there to be a blessing to you. You all are not liking this at all, but this is great preaching. We're trying to teach you to be blessed. If you want to be blessed, be a blessing to somebody else. I challenge you this week. Send a text, a card, phone call somebody that you've never talked to in this church before. Now you won't do it. Oh, I don't know if they know me. Who cares if they know? Of course they don't know you. We've got 700, 800 people, 1,000 people that call this church their home. You ain't going to know everybody, but do it anyway. You'd be surprised at the blessing you'll receive. It don't have to be a lot. And please don't, don't talk for an hour. We ain't got time to hear your doctor's report. 
All I want you to do is send a text or a card saying I'm praying for you. God loves you. Whatever you need, let me know and I'll pray for you. Listen, folks, just something like that, being a blessing to others, shows us being unselfish and in turn, we'll receive a blessing for it. That's good. Thank you, Brian. Thank you. Now, now look at this. When these, are, these are familiar words in verse 24 because this really, the blessing of God was not about Israel at all. It was actually about God because the words, the Lord bless thee and keep thee are familiar words. Actually, God took him from the minutes that he had from the meeting of him and Abraham back in Genesis 12. Because remember what he told him? He said, I want you to leave your family. I want you to leave your country. And I want you to go somewhere you don't know, but just go. But in doing so, I will bless thee. So really, and this is good. This is so good. The blessing that the children of Israel received was directly as a result of the covenant God had made with Abraham. So you cannot neglect the ones that have come before us. You cannot neglect what they have done. The ones that have stood for the right. The one that have stood in the banner of holiness. The ones that have built this place to where it is today. You cannot neglect them because God made a covenant with them. And because he made a covenant with them, he is blessing us right now. Hallelujah. And that word bless is a, a beautiful word. Because in the Hebrew, what it literally means is to kneel. So picture that. The Lord bless thee. That means God himself is kneeling toward us. Mm. It's one thing to kneel and bow to him, but it's another thing when he does it to you. So do you want to be blessed? I want the God of heaven to kneel toward me. You know what that means? You know what that means? That means he's concerned about what I'm going through. He's not some guy up there with a lightning bolt ready to strike us down when we mess up. He can if he wants to. But he's long suffering. He wants to bless us. Hallelujah. And I'm thankful that he kneels toward me and he's concerned and loves me. So God will use people to bless you. But also notice this, the blessing of God also comes with protection. Because he says, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. There's the protection. Now in the Old Testament, here's what they consider to be a blessing. Health, land, and children. That's what they consider to be blessed. If God blessed you in the Old Testament, you had land, you had children, and you were healthy. Okay? So the Lord says, I'm going to bless you. But it's a good thing he said, I'm going to keep you. Because do you realize they didn't have a home? When he was saying it right here, they, didn't, they weren't in the promised land yet. He was talking to Moses. They were still out in the wilderness roaming around with nowhere to go. But God said, even though you haven't made it home yet, <laughs> I'm still gonna bless you. And I'm still gonna keep you. 
That's where the protection come in. How did the protection come in? You know how he kept them in the wilderness? He guided them with a cloud by day and fire by night. They were going on a path with no roads. They were going in the darkness of night. But thank God he made a way where they could see the direction and they should go. And at night he made a pillar of fire. That way he could be a light in the darkness. Sometimes when we travel for the Lord, we don't know exactly which direction we go. And sometimes God's the journey of God takes us through dark time but I'm so thankful just like he promised the children of Israel he promises us I will keep thee I will bless thee because the blessing sometimes is just the fact that he's keeping me in the wilderness I haven't made it home yet you haven't made it home yet some of us here lately, some of our friends and family, they, they, they've run the race. They're there. They're home. They've made it home. But we ain't there yet. But until we get there, God said, I promise I'm going to keep you. And what a blessing that is to keep us in the wilderness. So the protection, God blesses through people. But finally, notice the pardon. The pardon. Say, Brian, where's the pardon at? Verse 25, the Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. There's the pardon. Gracious. You know what the root word for gracious is? Grace. He says, I will not only bless you, I will not only keep you because of my covenant, I will kneel towards you and my face will shine upon you. I will lead you in the wilderness. I will keep you warm in the coldness of night. But also I will give you grace. And this was a pardon. This wasn't an acquittal. There's a difference, you know. An acquittal means you're found not guilty and the case was dismissed. But a pardon means you were guilty, but you were still set free. And that's what he gave to his children right here. Because think about it. Did they deserve grace? Absolutely not. Remember, where, where are they at? Right now, where are they at? They're in the wilderness. Right? You know what they did the whole time they were in the wilderness? They sinned. They complained. They built a golden calf. And God says, I'm still going to give you grace Mm. they took advantage and took for granted the blessings of God they took advantage of of the blessing of the covenant that he made with Abraham their father and now they were sinning against him but he still said because of the covenant because of my word and because of the blood that was shed on the doorposts and on the lintels I will look over it I will give you grace you know what grace is it's grace of God is withholding what he the punishment we deserve we all deserve death we all deserve a life in hell but hallelujah he said I will be gracious to you and aren't you glad for the pardon that he gives us hallelujah to the lamb of God so let me ask you this again Howard comes are you glad to be blessed are you thankful to be blessed are you truly blessed Do you know what it means to be blessed? Yes, 
He's given us everything. We we owe it all to him, rather. But the greatest blessing of all is knowing that your sins are forgiven and they're covered by the blood and the same grace that he extended. And it actually goes back farther than, than these children of Israel. It goes back to Noah. Out of all the cruelty and the evil in the world, it says Noah found grace. No doubt Noah deserved the judgment and no doubt Noah deserved to die but he found grace in the sight of God. No matter how evil this world is today, you can still find grace. Praise God for it.